Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. It's good to be able to come into the house of God and feel his presence. To just give every burden to him, to cast all your cares upon yes. him. And more than that, to know that he'll take care of them. Amen. That's um, yes, such a blessing. Yes, Amen. We're just going to worship the Lord tonight. Entreat his spirit. Amen. No place else I'd rather be on a Wednesday night. That's
and God hears our prayers. And I'm so thankful for that. He hears our heart's desire. He hears our heart's cry. And sometimes we're a little too stubborn to to wait out his answer. Yes. Sometimes we want our answer to be his answer, and we try to make it that way. But God is so good to us, so good to us every day. Dan and I were talking that the car we were thinking was going to be at a around, you know, a thousand bucks to fix it. And right now, we, we don't have that kind of money, wow. you know. But God is so good, you know, like all of us have told us it's about half of what we were thinking. Thank God. Amen. <laughs> you know? Amen. Uh, we just have to wait for the parts. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm just thanking God for patience tonight. I'm thanking Him for a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep Brother Dan in, in prayer. He's at home suffering. Uh, he hasn't been real well since Monday. So uh, he's home sick tonight, and we really want him to be here tonight. So uh, keep him in prayer. And uh, it has to be pretty bad for him in this service. So uh, I just want to thank the Lord for being here tonight. I want to thank the Lord for all of his mercies. He's pouring out that I don't deserve, but mm-hmm. uh, he has so willingly given me. Amen. And I just want to praise the Lord.
and uh, just thank him for giving me such a great week and thankful to be here and see each and every one of you and reach out in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And that's all it takes. Yes. I'm thankful to be a part of that few. 
Yeah. I'm thankful to be in the fold and to to be able to rely upon God in these times of trouble. You know, every caster cares upon him because he cares for us. Yes. You know, every burden, every trial that we go through, if we can just present that petition before him, he'll take care of it for us. It's not an if. It's just a matter of us being patient enough to receive it Amen. when he gives it, you know, because his promises are yay mm-hmm. and amen. amen. I'm thankful for that because I know I got that blessed reassurance. I can give my burdens to him, leave it at the altar and walk out of here reassured knowing that I can claim that victory. I'm thankful yeah. for that because tell you what, it's, it's, a, it's a, man, there's nothing like it. Amen. Nothing like it. How many people in this world Amen. can say that? Not many. Amen. Only the saved. Amen. They can say that they have that guarantee. Yes. That's guaranteed. There's no cash back option from God. Amen. <laughs> That's it. Take it to the bank, cash it in. Yeah. That's it. You know, I'm thankful. Amen. I'm thankful to be here tonight on this chilly night. I really looked forward to it all day long. You know, dealing with things that life throws at you. I just couldn't wait to get here and feel his presence and to leave my burden Amen. in his hands. Amen. It feels so good to feel his love. Yes. To feel that, as I said, that assurance. Mm-hmm. I'm glad and I'm looking forward to God moving tonight. I feel like something good is going to happen. Amen. Amen. I feel it in my bones. Amen. I pray that we all are willing to receive it. Amen. And I greet you all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for all your testimony. I agree with Brother Rich, you know, expecting something. Amen. And you have to hang out for truth. Amen. That's the anchor for the soul. Amen. That's uh, how we, why we rejoice. We rejoice in the truth. And uh, you know, certain things come across our even our paths in our lives. And, uh, sometimes, you know, I believe God may even test us. Sure. In fact, I know He does. Yes, he See how we're going to act or react. Yeah. And all we can do is, amen, and trust Him. Amen. Amen, because I always know, I know that one thing, there's always hope in Him. Mm-hmm. There's always a better day. You think you're having a bad day? You just hang on and believe God. Yeah. All the amen, all that, that's going to go away. Yes. We're going to see the blessing of God. Amen. You know, I, I believe uh, we, uh, God has something in store for us. Amen. Maybe it's, maybe it's going to happen here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we're here. Amen. And I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad I'm here. Yes. Amen. Amen. Because this is the place to be. Yes, it is. Amen. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Harold. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, for your testimonies. Uh, just a few quick announcements. Uh, this weekend, we will be having the uh, we will be giving out the coats. This weekend, we, we uh, schedule it for Saturday, and, and uh, so everybody that wants to be involved with that, that wants to volunteer for uh, that particular day, and and everything as far as the taking the the information in on the intake forms and all that. Um, uh, we will probably have a short 
uh, meeting tomorrow night after uh, rehearsal, uh, a youth group rehearsal, and uh, get that together and get everything set up for Saturday. Uh, the trip to White River this weekend looks like it may be called off again because of a, a couple of uh, deaths out there in that community and, and uh, the, the place that we're using is uh, going to be occupied that day for the funeral so um, uh, we'll just have to reschedule another another time for that but uh, but that way it would be good uh, those of us here we can kind of focus on uh, our coat giveaway Saturday so we need to get all prepared for that and then um, uh, trying to trying to put things together uh, I've been praying about you know getting uh, the services going here with Brother Craig of course he's going to be going out west and uh, probably next week sometime so we're just going to try to work around that schedule and whatever we figure out then we'll probably announce it Sunday Sunday morning and let everybody know uh, if we decide to go into revival services for a few nights, then we will do that. But uh, uh, I'll let you know at a uh, on Sunday morning. So be be aware, be advised of that. And uh, I'm glad to be here tonight. How about you? Amen. I was thinking about the scripture and and what the scripture says. Uh, I was glad when they said unto me, "Let us go into the house." Of the Lord. And there's a good reason why we're all here. You know, uh, when you are acquainted with the presence of God, the fellowship that we have with Him, and and how God moves and how God operates in our midst. Of course, we're, we're standing upon a divine promise tonight. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So we understand his presence is here with us tonight. And uh, so that makes it very special. But just being being, uh, in the place that we are right now, and and the writer in the book of Psalms uh, was speaking about that. And he said, peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces talking about the house of God, Jerusalem and the house of God. That's what we have right now, believe it or not. He said, for my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say, peace be within thee, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. And so that's why we're here tonight, that's why we're gathered here tonight, and we're here to honor God, we're here to worship Him, we're here to lift Him up, we're here to hear His Word. So uh, I just thank God for His goodness to all of us, and uh, I want to ask Brother Craig to come on up tonight and just to obey God, whatever he feels in his heart, feels led to do tonight. Let's just uh, get behind him, let's back up the man of God tonight, and and let's just allow the Lord to minister to us. Give the Lord a hand clap as he comes.
blessed, privileged, and honored. Yes. There's uh, 7.8 billion people in the world. He allowed me the privilege to be in his house tonight. Yes. I'm not hooked up to life support. All right. I'm not sitting in solitary confinement. Uh huh. Not crying my eyes out in the county jail. Yes, sir. Wishing I would have drank that or smoked that. You know how people are. Yes, sir. Been there, done that. Uh huh. But I'm here of my own volition. Yeah. And while I'm here, I'm going to have myself a good time. All right. Amen. So that's just what it's all about. Yes. We're Amen. in a place where we can have it all fixed. Yeah. Amen. You know, the hospital is a testimony to people's desire to want to keep their health in check. Uh -huh. It's all about longevity. How many wants to live a long, yes. healthy Amen. life? Amen. Or do you want to die tomorrow? No, Absolutely not. We get sick, so we go to the hospital, and we let the doc look at us and write us a prescription, and we go pay about $500 for a good right. fix to make That's us right. feel better. Good thing about this is you don't have to pay that kind of money. All right. It takes a little obedience and yes. faith. And uh, if you're tired tonight, good for you. <laughs> it means you're doing something. Yeah. Not just sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> Here we go already. Yeah. Oh, glory. I do want to welcome all of us here tonight into the presence of the Lord. Yes. Amen. I, I was thinking about the opportunity that we all have tonight and if we can remind ourselves praise God that we are living in the last of the last days yes and coming of the Lord is very soon yeah I, I was listening to a news clip that's already three years old and you know the latest agenda is it's global warming, yeah. environmentalism, yeah. and it's amazing the countries that they have got together to sign the pact. This was in 16, so it's already three years ago. And <laughs> the agenda that's behind all of it, I said, Lord, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if you come just any time. Yeah. I'm tired of this old world. Sometimes I get tired of myself. Uh -huh. I look in the mirror and I say, man, Lord, you need to come quick. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and come, Lord. Giving way to the aging process. Yes. You feel good on the inside until you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, Lord, I do need your help. Yeah. How many feels good about who they are tonight? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm happy to be here and so... We won't be a long time tonight. It's 7.22. I'm going to be mindful of the time. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to a New Testament book, the book of Ephesians. Praise God, and we'll get geared up here. We'll preach, teach, we welcome you. 
make yourself right at home. Let God touch you. Ephesians chapter 4. says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Uh, in the Greek, that word vocation and called comes from the same root word. Eco. Or, if you want to extend it a little more, it's ekklesia. Uh, calling out. But it's not necessarily an occupation as far as that vocation, but it's one that demands our utmost dedication. That's why Paul said that. You need to walk worthy. You need to walk in that dedication. No lethargy, no laziness, no mindset to let somebody else do it. He said, I called you to do it. So with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. There's one God. Somebody say one God. One God. And Father of all who is above all. He's through all. And it gets even better. He's in you all. Thankful for the Holy Ghost. So for a few moments tonight, I want to teach and minister and preach, whatever, however it comes, that in Christ we have acceptance, access, and assurance. Preaching about acceptance, access, and assurance. So... Let's pray before you're seated and ask God to help us tonight. Lord, minister to us. We're careful and we know tonight as we stand in your presence, there are things that work here that we do not see with the natural eye. There are dynamics, God, in the spiritual dimension. And Lord, as we come before you and break the bread of life, I pray that you'll speak to us, minister to us. Lord, that we can prepare ourselves. Lord, for the days to come, anoint us. Quicken us in faith and by your spirit help us tonight. Encourage us. We pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. I do, before I I really get into the word of the Lord tonight, I I want you to go with me and uh, turn your Bibles to 2 Chronicles 7, 16. 2 Chronicles 7 and 16. I want to establish something here tonight uh, that you know I'm not I'm not preaching anything really as far as new. There's nothing new about the Word of God. First or, I'm sorry, 2 Chronicles. Is that what I said? 2 Chronicles. Okay, 2 Chronicles 7. There's a verse of scripture that I just want to drop into your spirit. This isn't going to cost you any extra. 2 Chronicles 7.15 Now mine eyes shall be open the Lord speaking to Solomon my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Somebody say this place. Brother Harold touched on it. Uh, 
For now have I chosen and sanctified this house. Now, this building that we walked into tonight is more than just sheetrock and yeah. ceiling grid and panels and lights and curtains and carpet and pews. This is the house of God. It was prayed over and dedicated, hallowed and set apart. And so the Lord said, since that has happened, he said, I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. Yeah. And obviously when you walk into a house where the name of Jesus Christ is, you're walking into the presence of Almighty God. Yes. And we know the scripture where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So if you leave tonight in the same conditions and predicaments that you walked in with, that's your choice. Because this house has been set aside for the sole purpose of housing the presence of God. We walk into hallowed ground. We walk into a place where the name of the Lord is. But I like this part. He says, mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. God sees. The thing about God is he has x-ray vision. He's looking right into your heart tonight. What you conceal from others is open to the eyes of God right now. So that's the reason the Lord said, I'm here perpetually. Yes. That word perpetually is uh, a two-sided meaning. It means there's no end and it never changes. Yeah. So when his presence is here, there are no gimmicks about God. Yeah. He can come in here and he can change you and me. Yeah. You believe that tonight? Amen. He can help us. Yeah. He can deliver us. He can heal us. I believe that because God is alive, that he is still a healing God. Do you believe that tonight? Yeah. A miracle-working God. Yeah. In fact, we were sharing, Brother Harold was testifying, we were talking about miracles the other night. And I believe that God can still do them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so look at your neighbor if you're sitting next to somebody and just nudge them and say, we're blessed to be sitting in the house of the Lord tonight. We're blessed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So Ephesians 4 and 1, Paul was talking about a vocation, a calling, a place. And he says you need to walk worthy of that vocation wherewith you're called. He said, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring. That means to put forth extra effort. Amen. To keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, even as you're called and one hope of your calling. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Uh, in verse 5 and verse 6, the one God is the Lord. Amen. And the one Lord is the one God. That's right. It's easy for most people to admit Jesus is Lord. But by revelation and by the Holy Ghost only can you say that Jesus is God. That's right. So I'm thankful tonight that I know that Jesus is God. Amen. In a world with all sorts of tiny gods, little g, tiny gods, all sorts of 
different descriptions of things, there is only one true living God, That's and right. His name is Jesus. Amen. And I want us to turn over to um, the book of Matthew, chapter number 16. And we're going to get through this probably in Bible study format. But out slipping a little bit of preaching as the Holy Ghost moves on me. Talking about acceptance. Talking about access and assurance in Christ. Of course, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ means that he is the Old Testament. They use the word Mashiach. In the New Testament, we know it as Messiah. He is the Christ. Somebody say that with me. Jesus is the Christ. It's like one time uh, there was a young man, uh, Brother Aaron's son, when he was a little boy, he wondered if God's last name was Zilla. He said, no, God's last name is not Zilla. Uh, Christ is not Jesus' last name. He is Jesus the Christ. Not only is he of the anointing, but he is the anointed and he is the anointer oh hallelujah oh hallelujah that's exciting for somebody like me to get a hold of revelation and god bless me that excites me how about you matthew 16 uh verse number 14 actually verse 13 jesus comes to his disciples he asks them a question, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And of course, they give their answers. Some say you're John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Jesus replies and says, blessed art thou, Simon, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven and i say also unto thee thou art peter and upon this rock i will build my church i love the personal reference we are god's church tonight Amen. and the gates of hell shall not prevail we have to believe that tonight. You would look at some people and you really wonder if they live a victorious life. All they ever talk about is what's wrong, what's missing, what's happening. And oh my goodness, it's, it's a litany of trouble and sorrow. And I'm telling you, in the midst of it all, I'm glad tonight that God called me. Yeah. That I'm part of the ecclesia of yeah. Almighty God. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Getting a personal invitation yeah. to become a son or a daughter of God. Yeah. That's enough to put a smile on your face. Yeah. Mm, my goodness. Hallelujah. My name is Craig Wade Marshall Jesus. The most important part of that name is Jesus. So I'm a dual citizen. I belong to earth, but I also have access to another country. <laughs> oh, that excites me. Praise God. Hallelujah. So where we started out in the book of Ephesians, 
Paul was talking about walking worthy of that calling. Yeah. And I wrote down a few things, and I, I'm going to get through them, and I just want you to jot it down, give you some food for thought, and challenge us tonight in the Word of God. About 62 AD, Paul, sitting in the Mamertine prison in Rome, begins to pen a lot of these epistles. And this particular writing to the church at Ephesus, Paul took the approach that he did because the Ephesians were known as a deeply superstitious people. And they were steeped in Greek mythology. There was a cult worship that was taking place. It was worship to Artemis, who was a Greek goddess. In fact, you'll jot this down in, in the book of Acts chapter 19 and 34 Paul being there in Ephesus uh, he, he talks about a moment that while there for two hours straight the Ephesians are at this temple and they're crying out great is the goddess Diana yeah. Artemis that's Greek mythology yeah. and they cry that name for two hours straight it says there in, in the book of Acts chapter 19 verse 35. Yeah. And so Paul took the stance knowing what their belief system was. He began to understand this. That I have to approach them in such a way that I have to persuade them that Jesus is the only true and living God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want you to know tonight as the called out, you have a purpose. Yes. Your purpose is not to warm a pew. That's right. Although church is important. I don't want to minimize being here because church is important. But you are not called to warm a pew. Yeah. You are called to be a disciple as well as I am of Jesus Christ. We have a purpose in our lives. You are set here in this community not only as a physical body under the name of Living Stone Apostolic Church, but more importantly, you are a spiritual body. Yes. And there is another world that recognizes that. Yes. That is the cosmic world of spiritual darkness. Yes. In fact, there is a definition for that cosmic spirituality is a spiritual experience of the universe based from their point of view from scientific realization and truth and in all of these scientific discoveries they discredit God and his word and then there is another step to that called a cosmic spirit and if you study this out Almost immediately, it's going to reference you to a phrase that is set there in the definition of cosmic spirit to super, let me say this one, I'm getting excited here, super heroism. Yes. Because of Greek mythology. Yeah. So they believed that Zeus was a god. Yes. He had special powers. And so that spirit is still here today. It just comes under a different name. And I touched on this one time, and I'm just going to do it for the sake of those that are listening and taking down notes. But we swallow that hook, line, and sinker still. Because we believe in people like Spider-Man, Batman, 
Iron Man. Yes. They got these special forces. Yes. And in just the blinking of an eye, he can be in New York and then just all of a sudden fly across the continent and be in Los Angeles. Yes. No such a thing. But it had its birth in Greek mythology. Yes. And so there is a cosmic spirituality and there is a cosmic spirit that is watching down inside this little church tonight. Yes. Doesn't matter to him whether or not you're many or few, but what gets his attention is when you come here and you start getting a hold of God. And you begin to ask God to fill you with his spirit. There's another aspect of this cosmic spirit. It says here that not only are they superpowers with their origin in witchcraft, you'll find this if you study this. This isn't me, this is. You'll, you'll find this if you study this out. It's origin in witchcraft, philosophy, in the art of deception. Yeah. You know what it's called? We get mesmerized by them. Magicians. There's a word there that's a powerful word. It's illusion. You begin to see things that are not there. They call it the sleight of hand, but it's a spirit. And we or entertained by all of this, but there is an actual place called hallucination territory. And these spirits want to keep you there. You start seeing and believing things that are not true. All of this is in cosmic spirituality. And we accept it as a religion. We'll worship it. The Ephesians did. This is where they were spiritually. And that's why Paul came and he said, listen, The Lord has a church there in Ephesus. And I'm going to tell you, church, He says, you better learn how to walk worthy of that vocation. Because it's not about you coming to the synagogue and just having a good time. He said, there is a spirit in this city that wants to tear this church apart. And you've got to learn how to walk close to God. There is a dimension that you cannot see, that there is a conflict. And so if you'll walk worthy of your calling, I'm going to use you to bring down the strongholds of this city, Ephesus. Did you know tonight that there are strongholds in this city of Vermilion, South Dakota? Unless I was really prepared, Brother Harold, in the spiritual dimension, I, I wouldn't personally, myself, individually ask God, what's the strongest demon that's got a hold of this city of Vermillion tonight? Who's the general over this city? Because I believe that every city does. To give you some Bible reference to that, Daniel is praying. He's over there in the land of Shinar. He's in the plains of Babylon. You remember he fasts for 21 days? And the angel finally breaks through. And the angel tells him, and this is me paraphrasing what happens. The angel said, we heard you from day one. But the prince of Persia came and began to stop me from getting an answer to you. He said, I wrestled with that stinker for 21 days. That spirit did not want to break through. He wanted to hold that region bound. And so tonight, you and I have a responsibility. And that is God has called you to do a work in this city. And a lot of times, it's not just people that you're fighting against. Because if you look around tonight, look at us, all of us sitting here tonight. You know what the church is made of? 
It's made up of a bunch of pardoned rebels. Yes. A bunch of no counts. Yes. We heard the testimony the other night. I drank three bottles of whiskey a day. Yes. I'm shaking my head. God is good to us. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to Ephesians. Same book. Go over to chapter number three. Ephesians chapter three. I want to see if I've got it here myself. Ephesians 3 and verse 10. Bear with me. I'm going to try to move as fluidly as possible. But I feel this tonight because if we're not careful, you'll lose focus as to why you're here. Yeah. And there's purpose as to why you're called into the place that you're called. Ephesians 3 and 10 to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. I was praying today about the service and the Lord began to drop this into my spirit and I'm thinking Lord it's some of it's pretty powerful, it's pretty real, it's pretty deep. But the Lord said that you're ready. And he wants to walk you through a dimension. As I tell you what's going on right now, the enemy has stepped in here and he has caused, created some problems. And there should be more people here tonight but are not because some of these situations that as a result of what sprung up they're not here and all of that is a ploy of the enemy if he can get this church one by one until finally there's nobody sitting in these pews he has accomplished his task and so I realize tonight I'm not talking to a huge crowd and even out of this number tonight there may be that 80-20 deficit, that difference, because in any, even in the business world, and now it's carried over into the church world, yes. they say that there's only 20% of the body is going to pull the 80%. That's right. And so out of this tonight, there's just going to be a handful yes. that's going to know what it is to have a burden. Yes. That burden sometimes that's going to wake you up early in the morning. Yes. You don't know why, you don't know how it is you woke up, but all of a sudden you're up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Could it be that God is moving on you, amen, because he knows that this church needs to step into another dimension. That there are souls that need to be saved, much like you and I. How many of us were bound and lost? Bunch of rebels. I, I could go down a litany of things and we can all say amen to that, but we yeah. won't for the sake of time. But you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. Acts 10 and 38 tonight. Praise God. This is why we're here. Acts 10 and 38, a very familiar passage of scripture. And I heard this years ago, Brother Harold was using it in the Bible study. Man, years ago, 19 and 80 something. And it's just it just has a special place in my heart. Acts 10 and 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. 
We're not just reaching out to people who have hurt feelings. That's right. We're reaching out to people who are bound by the enemy. Yeah. We're reaching out to people who are cursed with generational curses. Yeah. We're reaching out to children and their families and peoples who have been molested, yes. abused sexually. Yes. There's all sorts of evil things at work here. And here God's called us yes. to be a part of that spiritual power yes. to be able to be a light to this community. Yes. And somebody said, Amen. Amen. So he went about healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. In other words, they were given over to the forces of darkness. Yes. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, praise God. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse number 3. Praise God. I do believe to a certain extent, my brother Harold's a counselor, I do believe that we can change our behavior. Yes. That's possible. We can change our habits. That's possible. Yes. But then when we get to a point and we've done all those and there's nothing else that changes about us, I believe that's where God steps in that's right. and gives us the baptism of His Holy Spirit, yes. His Holy Ghost. Yes. And that changes us. Yes. 2 Corinthians 10 and 3, For though we walk in the flesh, somebody say, My flesh. We do not war after the flesh. Yes. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not physical, right. but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You got the attention of the demonic forces of Vermilion, South Dakota. That's right. When you prayed through to the Holy Ghost and you called yourself being a part of this body. Amen. There are three worlds that are looking into this service tonight. There is the world of the human beings. There is the world of heaven, God and all his hosts. And then there is the world of Satan and all of his imps. They are looking in on this service tonight. And they are wondering what is going to take place. And he's watching. He's watching us well. I don't see him or her making a move. Don't have to worry about them. But the ones I'm worried about are the ones that are going to the altar and getting connected with God every time they're there. They go with purpose and yeah. they're leaving differently. They're leaving stronger. They're leaving closer to God. Yeah. And those are the ones who are getting the attention right. of the enemy. Right. So Paul borrows a military metaphor here in 2 Corinthians 10 and 3 to explain that this engagement of spiritual warfare transcends the natural world. That's right. When you think about it, here's the reality of where we live. Brother Harold, we have sat down, we have prayed with, we have talked to and counseled yes. people who are broken. But how do you describe, how can you make sense of or put your brain around somebody that would rape a two-year-old girl? Yes. Is that human? I don't believe anybody in their right mind would do anything like that. But there is a force behind Amen. our humanity that is pushing for all of this. Yeah. And this is the reality of it. Yeah. People are walking into denominational churches and they're looking for answers. Yeah. 
And all they're finding is people going through creeds, reciting this creed and doing that creed. And they might get three minutes of scripture quotes, but they're looking for something that's real. And God moves upon the heart of a man to come here and to start a church. I promise you, you've got the attention of the satanic world tonight. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I believe that tonight with all my heart. It's now a spiritual entity. This church is, somebody say it's a spiritual entity that serves notice to other spiritual powers that you're not going to have vermilion uncontested anymore. There is a light burning in this city tonight that says all of this dark dominion is going to be broken. And so if you have a mind to do a work for God, you better get over, amen, yourself tonight. You better learn to grow through your little setbacks and your little heartbreaks and everything that tries, amen, to put you off course. You better learn to stand back up because all of us have been knocked down. But you need to stand back up and say, no more. I'm going to grow in God. This day of running and all of this has got to stop for all of us. It has to stop for all of us. But we have an acceptance tonight in Jesus Christ. Romans 8. Hey, man, let's go there for a moment. Romans 8, and I'm going to be done with this in just a little while here. Romans chapter 8 and verse 33. Hallelujah. You might have walked in here tonight not feeling the greatest You've got situations going on. Even souls, some might be self-inflicted. God is still willing to help us. We were put there because of our choices. And in spite of that, God wants to help us. We have an acceptance and an access and assurance in Jesus Christ. Romans 8 and 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Listen here, saint of God. It's God that justifies. Who is he that would condemn us? It's Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. His death purchased our justification. That's how we can raise our hands. We've had a bad day and Things aren't going right, but when I come into the house of God, I am justified to lift my hands. Amen. Not because of my social security number, but because of the blood. Amen. I can lift my hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I made it here by the skin of my teeth, but thank God that I'm here. So his death purchased our justification, but it didn't stop there. Here's what the devil doesn't like. He doesn't like a word. In his kingdom, it's a dirty word. Resurrection. Why? Because we don't serve a dead God. You can go to the tomb and he's not there. And his resurrection made this death and this sacrifice effective. And so, that's how I can raise my hands. Let's do that right now. Just thank God for the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is awesome. I'm excited. Amen. Sister Dina, no more whiskey. 
I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Wow. I knew where Brother Harold and Sister Betty were when they were when God saved them. Yes. And I say this not not to to smear anybody, but if there ever was a dopehead, he was one. But look at him now. Justified by the blood. Oh, oh, oh. Romans 4 and 25, who was delivered for our offenses. And he was raised again for our justification. The devil says, what right do you have to go there? Serve God, live for God, you hypocrite. Say, I got the blood. Sometimes that's all we've got is to plead the blood. So he said, guess what happened is he came and he's at the right hand of God. This is a symbolic of power and preeminence. In Bible culture, it's the right arm represents strength. And here's what I like. Who maketh intercession for us right now. Somebody say right now. Refers to the present availability of Christ's sacrifice to cover our sins. Even if we sin after our initial justification. How many of you remember the night you were water baptized in Jesus' name? You repented of your sin, but since that time, you slipped up and you fell. We can receive forgiveness by a simple act of confession. That's not going to another man and confessing to him, but that's coming to this altar and confessing your sin to God. Because Jesus is an advocate tonight. If I can say it this way, he's my attorney. So when the prosecution says, hey, he sinned, the Lord said, that's all right. There's still blood flowing. And if he comes and repents of those sins, he's going to be all right. You mean you're going to let him back in, Lord? The Lord says, oh, yes. I'm going to cover him in my blood. Thank you, Jesus. He's not worthy. I know he's not. That's why I died for him. I don't have to feel condemned. I don't have to feel jealous. I don't have to feel guilty. Lift my hands. Let's do it one more time. You've got power tonight, church. Square your shoulders. Sit upright. Oh, hallelujah. Get focused back to your eyes. You've got purpose tonight. You're not just wondering. You're not just Amen. Out of shaking the things of God. You're here for a purpose. Yeah. How many wants to be used? Yeah. Oh, wave your hand to him. Say, Lord, I want to be used Thank you, tonight. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ tonight is our advocate. This expression, the right hand of God, was not a physical positioning of two persons in the Godhead. That's right. I know the devil doesn't like this. I'm going to go there and I'm going to show him. I'm gonna, it is written. Even Jesus said that. It is written. Let's go to Revelation real quick. Revelation chapter number 4. Revelation chapter number 4, verse 2. Thank God for revelation. Oh, I tell you what. Blows my mind. Sit down, have good fellowship. Our minds and our conscience is clear. And all we want to do is serve God. We want to go back to the bars. We don't want to go back to our lying and cheating and stealing. Mm, thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Revelation 4 and 2. And 
John said, immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne. Somebody say, a throne. Amen. Was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. One. One. Somebody said, there's one God. one God. Go over to the next chapter, chapter number five, verse number six. I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. Verse 7, this lamb, he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And the devil doesn't like this because he's got the world believing that there's three, but there's only one. And the thing that I like was the lamb was able to stand at the center of the throne while approaching the throne because he would eventually become God in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. Paul said that that child that was born, that was seen of angels, preached on in the world, he said that was God in the flesh. Great is the mystery of godliness. And we know it tonight. In the Holy Ghost, we understand all of that. But you are a spiritual body tonight. Going to have to get some grit and some wit about us. Praise God. We have an access that can never be denied. Ephesians 2 and 18. I'm getting ready to come for the landing strip. Ephesians 4, I'm sorry, Ephesians 2 and 18. An access that can never be denied. 2 and 18. (laughs) I'm just going to read several verses, so indulge me. He says, um, verse 11, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ. Do you remember that day? Oh, my. Mm -hmm. You were an alien. Amen. (laughs) Acting like you were from another planet. Well, so was I. He said, you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. (laughs) Having no hope. And without God in the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. But now, somebody say now. now. In Christ Jesus, ye who are sometimes were afar off. But that, your pipe smoke, yes. devil. Amen. You're made nigh by the blood of Christ. Amen. For he is our peace. Amen. Who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between ah. us. Having abolished in his flesh, somebody say his flesh, the enmity and even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances for to make in himself a plain one new man so making peace that he might reconcile both unto God and one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, he came and preached peace to you that were afar off. I'm glad one day that Brother Harold and Sister Betty obeyed the Holy Ghost, came back to the reservation, shared their testimony. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Let's lift our hands and just let the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Thank you for he said, now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens of the saints and of the household of Almighty God. That's an access that can never be denied. Without you, Lord, I'm nothing. And I'm going to wind this thing up with an assurance that can never be disappointed. Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6. See, when they came and they were giving us a Bible study, they were throwing words at us that we didn't even have in our vocabulary. Much less trying to read a Bible like repent. What? In the world is repentance. And you get baptized. Well, what is baptism? And the one that was the biggest one for me was, you'll get the Holy Ghost. Yeah. The world is the Holy Ghost. I think they have flipped their lid. I mean, it was just brand new. It was like, boom, boom, wow. Is this really real? You begin to look at them and, ha, something different about them. Mm. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 17. But thank God we obeyed. Wherein God, verse 17, Hebrews 6, willing more abundantly to show unto the, unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. Yeah. That by two immutable things, somebody say two, two. Yeah. in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us, yeah. which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Wow. Yes. Man, Lord, think about that. Amen. Cars in the garage, it's going to be $500 later to get it fixed. But I'm still going to get to church and praise God. I refuse to let the temporal hinder the eternal. If I have to call a cab. Do they have cabs in Berlin? If I have to call somebody and ask them for a ride to church, I'm going to call somebody. Because I have a hope that's like an anchor to my soul. I may not feel right, but get me to the house of God. In fact, David said that. My feet had almost slipped. Yeah. I wondered why everybody else has got the new truck and the nice house. Never sick. Every time they reach for the key, the car starts. Yeah. Doesn't ever get a leak in the, uh, the uh, radiator and air conditioning's blowing cold. Man, it's starting to bother me. And here I am. I've got to take the cable off just to keep the battery alive, open the hood, and everybody's watching me every time I come out of Walmart because i got to rehook it, get her to see what's going to start, get my jumble cables just close by in case it doesn't. I'd rather be miserable here and living for God than to be lost and be comfortable. By yeah. two immutable things. I have an anchor to my soul this yes. evening. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Both sure and steadfast. Amen. You know what it does? It enters into the veil. Yeah. I don't have to be like Old Testament Israel and wait for the high priest yeah. to go into the holiest of holies. Yeah. But now that high priest lives in me and the Holy Ghost said, I'll take you in. Let's go into the presence of Almighty God. Let's go into the holiest of holies. Let me take you there. 
bunch of former losers and alcoholics and drug addicts. My gosh, we lied to people. Hang out with folks. We got on this one time. We got on this deal. And, and we take turns doing it, but we'd make sure that if we went to the convenience store, local convenience store, that it was busy. So we'd go to the gas pump, and we'd put in 15, 20 bucks worth of gas, and all we had was 2 or $3. And so we'd rush in there, and we'd make sure it's busy, and you got to make sure somebody's standing there with a big bill. So you lay your money down, it's almost sleight of hand, and you start arguing with the cashier that that's your $20 bill that's laying there. So you owe me change off that 20 Wait a minute now, and you talk, 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 and you get it done. Not only do you leave with a tank full of gas that you didn't even pay for, but you got enough money to buy another 12 pack of beer. Bunch of stinkers. Liars. And yet he saved us. That's the part that blows my mind. And here I am preaching tonight. I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd ever been preaching the gospel. Weirdo. No, I'm not. I am just a prisoner of Jesus Christ. God has been good to me. There is an assurance that cannot never be disappointed. The promise that God gave to Abraham. How many of those were children of Abraham tonight? Father of the faithful. The oath by which God confirmed his promise. He said there in verse 13 of that same chapter, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. Because men swear by a greater. When they take an oath, they have to have a third party there. Yeah. Somebody that will confirm this oath, put it in writing, and what do they call the people now that stamp it and they sign Notary. it? Notary. But Jesus said, I, I saw, I found no one. And I close with this one right here, Isaiah 59. And verse number 16. Thank God. I'm excited tonight. Isaiah 59. He said he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm. Somebody say his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness it sustained him so God did everything legally when there was a disconnect in the garden sin took over the Lord knew that he would have to come to planet earth he prepared himself a body the Holy Ghost, His Spirit, overshadowed the Virgin. And the proclamation from the angel was, you're going to bring forth a son. And he even prophesied his name. Call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. The Old Testament Mashiach would be, and we butcher it really in our English language, he is the New Testament Messiah. He is the Christ. He is Jehovah has become our salvation. Mm -hmm. Call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from her sins. And he said there was a virgin that conceived, and she brought forth a son. They called his name Emmanuel. By interpretation, meaning God with us. 
So what the devil didn't expect was this. When they crucified Jesus, hell began to celebrate because they thought it was over. They finally got rid of him. What they didn't expect was that three days later, 72 hours, that he would rise from the grave. I seen a picture of thousands of multiplied thousands of Muslims who were lying in the streets, Brother Rich. And there are four, I don't know what they call them, priests. There are four priests that are carrying this little makeshift table that they're carrying by <coughs> some arms that extend out of there, much like a coffin. On top of that little table is a glass box. Inside that glass box in the picture, I think it was red. And on top of that silk garment inside that glass box was a hair from the beard of the prophet Muhammad. They're marching through the city and by thongs they're there. Just to get a glimpse of this piece of hair from his beard, so they say. Thronging, pushing just to touch that little man-made thing they have there. And I thought, Lord, if they can be so enthusiastic about their belief system, I want to have that same tenacity when I come to the house of God. It was a picture that I seen in National Geographic. They're rushing just to catch a glimpse of that piece of beard hair. And I thought, oh, and our God, he's not even in the tomb anymore. Praise God. Oh, where is he? He's living inside of me tonight. Thank you, Jesus. I remember the night he filled me with his spirit. Amen. Let's just lift our hands and let's just thank God. Thank you, Lord. Maybe let's take a minute or two and just talk in tongues. We have an acceptance. We have access. We have assurance in Christ. He's come to save. He's come to deliver. He's come to set captives free in this city of rebellion. Hallelujah. You're part of something that is greater than anything we can imagine tonight. I want to encourage you. Hallelujah. I want to help you tonight. I want to tell you, get full of the Holy Ghost. Get full of the Holy Ghost tonight. Oh, Jesus, mighty God. Who's he going to use for the great? He's going to use you and I. And as much as I possibly can, I want to be ready. Lord, use me. Use me. Let's take a moment to search our hearts. I'm done. But there is a cosmic disturbance in that spiritual dimension tonight. Satan doesn't want a church here in Vermilion. 
But there is a light that is burning. There is an illumination that he does not like. He will do whatever he can to stop us. But the promise is the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. I want to stay in church. How about you? Lift your hands right now. I know some of you work today. You're tired. If you can stand, stand. If not, remain seated. But let's just take a moment right now. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God.
I promise you, as lighthearted, amen, as I had broken the bread of life tonight, I had actually come with a very heavy burden tonight. Because I'm reaching. I'm reaching for somebody that the enemy is bartering for your soul. If he can get you to feel like that you have to move, you, you've got to go. Under the guise of going to do this, if he can get you, if he can get you, if he can get you, I'm reaching for somebody right now. Pray with me. More importantly, spare God a moment. Using anything negative. I am just telling you, I feel like I'm reaching for somebody who is teetering on the verge. The sad thing about it is, you won't come and let God reason with you. You've got your mind made up already. We're not fighting people, we're fighting spirits. The influence may be good intention, but I'm telling you, if the enemy can get you off track, somebody help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus, I'm reaching in love. I'm reaching in love. Jesus, I say in a bucket, I do not see a if we could just shut that thing off, but if you consider the time we spend on an iPad or a computer or a phone, I mean, it rushes by. Before you know it, it's three or four hours. If we could do just 10% of that, think of the spiritual force we could be. Hallelujah. 
Hare Krishna,
Maria, Maria. Jesus <laughs> God wants to take you to that dimension. Oh Jesus, Walk <laughs> Yashuka Bani de Kano Bahai Kea Uwansia Mukaira Baba Yaya Sukaya Mayakaya Yakaya Akia Yokaya Kaya Yakuna Bahamokuna Aya Kea Uwabotana
Toru karate bandega kasena ura ura mokura ura bakira rua. Oh, yeah, la 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 la